Side Hustle Show 85, part-time podcasting for profit. Say that three times fast. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 85, part-time podcasting for profit. As promised, I've got a non-John Lee Dumas podcasting success story, and I think you're really going to like this one because my guest shares exactly how he grew his podcasting audience in a very, very limited time, uh, both in in terms of months and in terms of uh, you know the the time spent producing the show, um, and the uni- and the unique ways that the show uh, is making money for him. So, who is this guy? It's Scott Oldford from, uh, and actually the main podcast we're talking about today is the Executive Minute Podcast, if you want to check it out. So Scott and I actually met on a, uh, on a Clarity.fm call earlier this year, one of, my, one of my several side hustles, and we've kept in touch since then. And he sends me a note a couple months ago saying he, he started this new podcast in his spare time and he earned $1,900 in referral income from one of his first episodes and, and asks, hey, would that be an interesting topic for a Side Hustle Show episode? Well, I was definitely curious about that, so I had to invite him on uh, to learn more. Before we get into it, news and updates, I have a, uh, in honor, so Scott is joining us all the way from uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, which is like way, way out in the middle of the ocean. Um, so in honor of that, I have a Canadian's, uh, a Canadian iTunes uh, review. This comes in from Tyler at uh, Chatting with Champions. And uh, he says, five stars, great podcast. Thank you so much for that. And actually just hit 100 reviews in the U.S. iTunes store. So there's no better no better Christmas gift for your, your humble podcast host than those reviews. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Jason Blevins, Rich Grimshaw, uh, Trends slash Mastering Events.com, Leilani, Roger, uh, Jillian, Jason from Decaf.io. Thank you guys so, so much. You are awesome. It means so much to me. And here's one that, that got my attention. This comes in from Siobhan Mangal, who I'm probably butchering her name, but she titles her review, Not Ramit. And she says, this is the only podcast I don't have to filter any BS out of. It's not Ramit, uh, Saiti, or, or any of these guys jamming product down your throat and filling the rest of the time with vague explanations. Side hustle is authentic in a way this category no longer uh, usually is. So, Siobhan, thank you so much for that. Nothing nothing but respect from uh, for, for Ramit and his business uh, from my end, but that one definitely did did make me smile. So enough of that. Let's get uh, let's get on with the show. Hey Scott, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Hey brother, how you doing? Uh, doing very well. Thank you so much uh, for joining me, everyone. Scott Oldford, founder of Infinitus Marketing and Technology. He's the host of the Limitless Business Podcast and most recently the Executive Minute Podcast. So uh, here we are, a couple of podcasting uh, aficionados. But let's uh, let's kind of back it up. Like, why is this something somebody should do as a side hustle? Hey, you know what? It's uh, it's kind of crazy doing two podcasts, right? And uh, you, you of course, know how much work goes into having a podcast and having a quality podcast. And when uh, when I when I started the Executive Minute, it was back in August of this year. And honestly, at the time, I just wanted I, I had a week that uh, not a whole lot was going on, and uh, I just wanted to explore just a little idea. And the idea, of course, was a daily podcast that was less than five minutes. And 
I, I definitely think that there's a huge opportunity for it to be a side hustle. It's it's not something that returns right away, but think about the abilities that you have. You have an audience. You're building an audience on a daily basis. You have the ability to possibly interview people, and you are viewed as a thought leader. So a thought leader that is associated with other top entrepreneurs or top people or whatever your podcast is about, and you have a platform and you have people to talk to. That's all the three criteria in order to have an effective side hustle, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the uh, you without the, without the podcast, I would just be some guy with a blog, right? But it's like it's done yeah. so so much for for networking, for personal branding, for authority, for and, and on top of that, it's just a ton of fun. Like it's the highlight of my week, you know, talking to oh, awesome yeah. people such as yourself and. And it's it's something that scales. It's like you said, there's there's a time and effort and investment up front, but it takes the same time, effort, investment to produce that show for ten people as it does for a thousand people or ten thousand people. So there's there's some uh, opportunity to uh, to reach a big uh, reach a big audience, spread your message, become that expert, and. One of the, the statistics, I don't know what it is, but like you, you, the the population, only half the people have ever even heard of a podcast. It's like there's nowhere to go but up. So but up. Yeah, well, it, you know what? It, you, you look at all the stats. You look at all the different things that are going on. Uh, I believe it's th- only 13% of um, – of, I, I'm sorry, I'm from Canada, but Americans. Um, <laughs> have, <laughs> it's like whenever I say stats, I have to, I have to very specifically uh, say that because typically Canada don't get many stats when it comes to those. But you look at all, every single car in 2016 that's going to be rolling off the factory line is going to have podcasts built in, whether it's Stitcher, whether it's iTunes, whether it's any of these types of things. So you have that. You only have 13% of the population that listen to one podcast a week. And this is the thing. Right now, as as we're recording this, 2014, you have the opportunity to take something, take your idea, whatever it would be, and get on from a podcast perspective before the bandwagon. Because I guarantee you, two years from now, you're going to have – at least two times the number of podcasts that are out there now. There's going to be more competition. There's going to be more monetization. It, it's just like the, the days back in 2005 when the early days of the internet and it was so easy to get on the front page of Google for whatever keywords. Right. Nowadays, not so much, right? You know, And it's really easy to get traction. And the, the, the crazy thing is, is that all you have to do is keep with it and the traction is just going to keep on going and going and going because... It's it's a, it's one of those things that are viral because it's a, I share that episode. One new person clicks on it. One new person may come back again. These types of things, and in in my opinion, is it's the easiest form of having an audience. Let's let's talk about that for a second because I think that's uh, that was definitely a fear of mine. Like uh, talking into uh, talking into the vacuum, talking into the void. Like, is anyone going to listen to this? Mm. So what do you what have you done to to grow the show from screen? Because it's like you know oh it's viral it's it's not it's like people are just out there walking their dog like they're not it's necessarily it. like sharing they're, sh- this they're with- shoveling their poop they're shoveling their poop right <laughs> you know they're, they're they're listening to you while they're shoveling their dog's poop and uh, you know if you think about the in, in terms of audiences this is the real uh, indicator that I found when. People listen to podcasts. They don't particularly always talk about it, okay? And they don't review it. They don't. They don't do anything. You look at the stats 
And for example, you know, right now the executive minute, we're at around, I believe the last time I checked was last week. We're at about a thousand downloads a day. Okay. Okay. So I look at that and I may get a couple of emails a week from it. Okay. So that means that a, I need to do a better or try to do a better job maybe of engaging and keep in mind that there's no Facebook group. There's no website for this specific podcast. It's just on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. Nowhere else. I've done very little to promote this podcast. I've spent $20 on the cover art and not a dollar more. All right. Okay. So I haven't spent any money. All I've done is, is spent some time. And I've literally put in less than 40 hours since it, since starting the podcast. All right. So the entire audience has been gained from people talking about it, in my opinion, not people specifically sharing it. Because if you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, you start searching for it, it's not there. But then you you know dig into some of the, the limited stats that we have, and you very quickly see that, okay, 40% are Canadian. 30% are in the United States and the rest are all around the world. And for some reason, everybody loves me in Australia because Austra- there's just a ton of downloads in Australia. I don't understand. I don't even, I only know two people from Australia. Huh. You're, you're um, huge down under. I like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm famous down under, um, which, which is great because I've I, uh, never been to Australia and I want to go. Do you follow, uh, do you follow uh, Omar uh, Zenholm and uh, in the, the $100 MBA at all? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a chat with him tomorrow, actually. Okay. Um, not, not, doing- not on the he's been killing it he's been doing some really interesting stuff in the international markets like everyone's mm. focused on us and canada but he's like i'm you know i'm hitting it hard in india hey a billion people can't be wrong i'm hitting it hard he's like just got on some like syndicated on some like french radio station like kind of out of the really? box uh, out of the box stuff uh, well, because the, the, it is international the, this is the other thing uh, i'm not sure if you saw um scott stratton just got uh is starting to get syndicated by cbs Oh wow! I didn't see that. Yeah. So for the for the podcast, podcast? like yeah, exactly. So the podcasts in my mind are going to really start hitting main mainstream now. And all you need is a little bit of momentum attraction in order for a huge audience to instantly just kind of latch onto it, right? So it, it's it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting world. But personally, I I've been almost intentionally not spending a ton of time trying to like grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it. And I think one of the biggest things with having a podcast is being that authentic self being like, if you're the host of the podcast, they need to know who you are. They need to know what you cry about. They need to know, you know what you think they need to have an opinion because if not, you're just a person talking behind a microphone. And I think that that's one of the things where the executive minute I'm very much, here's three to five minutes, you get the unrated version, swearing everything in between on that podcast. I don't, I don't even edit it. So I, I literally export it, I upload it, and that's it. And I, I'm not suggesting that that's for everyone, but what I am saying is that in order for the podcast to be successful in any way, and if that's going to be your side hustle, that you really need to focus on that authentic, transparent self because that's who people are actually going to resonate with. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Where did you did you do some promotion like when it was in the iTunes new and nowhere? Like, how did you get a thousand listeners a day? It's fantastic. Like, how did you how did you get to that? How did you get to that number? 
you, you know what? At the very beginning, uh, it definitely hustled, hustled at the beginning, the, the first week of launch, because I wanted to get it number one. And uh, I was thankfully successful doing that. And the way I did that is just simply reaching out to my network. And I, I sent personal emails to everybody that I would consider a friend, acquaintance, whatever it would be. And okay. just said, hey, listen, this is what I'm working on. I think there's a lot of value here for for your business or for what you're doing. And I would love, you know, I created a splash page and was like, hey, here's the three things you can do to help me. And it'll take less than three minutes. Number one, go and subscribe and download. Number two, share it on Facebook and Twitter. And number three, go and leave a review. And while not everyone got through all three steps, it was, hey, can you give me three minutes instead of, oh, yeah, can you support it? And then they not really know what the supporting means. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so because a lot of the time we, we say, hey, you know, can you can you help? But we don't define what help means. And ask and you shall receive, but you need to define what the ask is. Yeah, I remember going through my entire like Gmail contact list, like letter by letter, seeing what the suggestions yep. would come up with, like a. A A A B, and and going through because yep. you can post it on Facebook. Hey, you guys, do me a favor. Uh, download this thing. Hit subscribe. Leave, leave me a review. Right? Yeah, and it's like know, it's you know not what? it's not personal. You know? No. And and no one no one really cares. So when when I launched uh, the Limitless Business Podcast, so back in May, I had a lot less smaller network than I have now. Uh, and the podcast has really increased the depth and the, the, the just the broadness of my network. Back in May, I actually wrote, I believe it was just under a thousand emails. Like wow. actually <laughs> wrote, did not copy and paste. All I copied and pasted was the links. And it took a very long time. It was literally a full-time job for a couple of weeks. But I knew that if I got that to number one from out of the get-go, that I would be able to get traction, I'd be able to get the guests, and I would be able to get what I needed in order to make it a success. Yeah. When it came to, when I launched, so that was May, when I launched uh, the Executive Minute in August, it was a totally different game because I had a lot more authority. It's amazing. You, you launch a pod course, po- eh, pod course, a podcast, and you instantly have this huge authority and people listening to you and people actually believing you. And I'll just give you an example, Nick. Last two weeks ago, I had somebody contact me and she said, hey, I don't know if you do this, but do you do any consulting? You know, I'm starting a business. I just finished a career. I'm just retiring. I want to do a business. I really love what you're doing. I'm not, I know you, I'm not your client. What's your consulting fee? Of course, you know, consulting is not really part of what I do, but I went back and I said, you know, hey, listen, I would love to help. Uh, I certainly know that uh, I can help. And, you know, but it's not really something that I, I do. Would you be all right at $400 an hour? <laughs> okay. That's what she said. Of course, she said, yes. If, you know, uh, uh, the Murphy's wow. Law is, 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 yeah, exactly. So $400 an hour. Name your she price. Came back and said, That's awesome. She, can't, she, she said, you know, uh, she came back and she said, um, you know, can we do just three months? And then after that, we'll see where it goes once a week. Okay. So, you know, do math on that. Yeah. So $1,600 a month. And all I do is one hour conversation. And I guarantee you that would have never happened if it was. And it came directly from the executive minute, nowhere else. Uh, I'll give you another story. I, since launching these podcasts, outside of being able to go on all kinds of other podcasts like yours, Nick, and, and you know plenty of others and being able to talk about a, a lot of the cool things that I'm passionate about, I've 
had this amazing opportunity to actually have speaking engagements and people pay me for them. <laughs> and it's really because I use podcasting as a platform to really just be an authority. And 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 it's it's not even, you know, at the beginning it was just me and a guest and you know much of what you do by associating yourself with other brilliant people, you are now brilliant. And it's it's kind of a, Thank you for that. <laughs> a do, do, domination by you know it's, it's kind of like dominating by association, and I, I think it's I, I think it's a brilliant model and and literally the only thing that stops us and I know I know definitely Nick that you were exactly the same way as this. It was a self. The only reason you don't push the trigger is because you don't believe that you're worth it or you don't believe that you should be the one that do it. In all reality. There's bunches of podcasts out there that are far worse than the one that, you know, if you're out there, I guarantee you that you have some experience, you have some skill, you have something that you're just passionate about, that I guarantee you that there's another bunch of people out there that want to listen to that. Uh, and I, I honestly, I think that's the only reason that people don't do the things like write books, they don't have websites, they don't do podcasts, they don't do videos, because there's like this self-worth issue of who am I to do that? Yes, overcoming that that self-doubt. You know, I, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show. But like, the reason I started the podcast, one of the reasons I started the podcast was like, several years ago, people were telling me, YouTube is the future. You got to do video. You got to get on YouTube. It's like, I, what am I going to do on YouTube? Like, I know I have no desire to be on camera doing all this stuff. But then mm. last year, you know, people were saying similar things about podcast. You got to get on pod. Podcasting is the future. You got to do a podcast. I'm I'm not missing the boat again. So I was made sure to uh, to jump in there. And it's one of those things where you know a year from now you're gonna be so much happier uh, that you started it today versus you know waiting until uh, another year because it's crowded. Um, but it's not gonna get any less crowded the, the longer you wait. No. Yeah. And, and you know what? One of the ways that like the way that I approached it is this. Even if it didn't work, and even if no one listened to it, which would be sucky, but you know, <laughs> there was a great possibility of that, right? Um, I looked at it as this way: if I just kept on doing it and just kept on plugging away at it, at some point in the future, I'd be able to look back and be like, "Hmm, I wonder." I'm just gonna, you know, open the schematics of Scott for a minute and see what I was thinking six months ago. And I think, you know, I I, I love the whole idea of, of a journal. But I don't really like writing. And so when I started the Executive Minute, it was a journal for me. It was to talk about the things that were on my mind and things that would be valuable for other people. Now, it's taken, it's taken me months of time to actually believe that this shit's valuable. Uh, but in saying that, people keep on listening. So it, there must be something there. But even if no one did, I think you need to approach it as this it's a personal project and I'm just going to talk and I'm just going to explain and I'm just going to try to give value to somebody else and teach somebody the things that I've learned in my life. And I think if you do that, it comes across as authentic. It comes across as real. And there is value in every single human being. Everyone has experiences and everybody has a story. In the in the business world, there's there's a clear path to to monetization. Like, oh, the, this person calling you out of the blue and and offering to hire you for for consulting services or getting, you know, invited to do these paid speaking gigs. But do you think there's an opportunity in a non business niche for somebody to start a similar uh, daily show like this? 
I, I definitely think there's there's always a way to monetize something, but what you need to focus on, you, you know, in my opinion, if you're starting a podcast to make money from it, you're probably you should probably go do something else. But if you're okay with creating a quality podcast and creating quality content and giving a reason for someone to listen, the money is going to follow. You're not going to need to worry about it. You know, there's there's lots of different ways to monetize. That's a weird, that's a weird paradox. <laughs> It, it, it is a weird, it is a weird paradox. But you know what? It's it's the fa- it's the fact that you know people always say uh, you know follow your passion and the money will follow. I, I still believe that. I still believe that sometimes that can be bullshit. But <laughs> w- w- when it really comes down to it, that is that is the way that I believe that podcasting happens. Because if you start out monetizing it, people. Uh, you have to monetize in the right way or people just get pissed off, right? You know, I, I don't particularly like ads in podcasts. I'm not a big fan of that. What I do really like both for other podcasts and both for myself is the whole world of being able to promote the things that I love. So, for example, um, I'm a huge advocate of contactually. Okay. Uh, and I'm a huge advocate of Ruby receptionist and fancy hands and these different other tools. And I've gone to these places and I said, Hey guys, I would love to promote this on podcast and what I'm doing. I have, you know, a thousand listeners a day type of deal, a thousand downloads, not listeners, a thousand downloads a day. And it's not going to be on a daily basis. It's going to be, you know, every once in a while, I'm just going to kind of talk about it and integrate it in the conversation. Not because, not even because I'm trying to, but just because it happens. Okay. And I want to be able, and I want to be able to give value to the people that are listening. So, is it possible we can figure out a coupon code that saves them some money? It tracks it for me, and I can get something on the end as well. So, for example, in in the case of um, Ruby Receptionist, I went to them and they gave me, I believe it was yes, yeah, so a full free month for anybody that signed up. Then they were going to send that person after six months. I believe this was six months. It was either three or six. After six months, they would send that person a $150 Visa card. And after three months, they would send me a $250 Visa card. Okay, so you're, you're earning essentially $250 per sign-up. And, and, and whoever you refer is getting all these benefits as well. First month free and then the $150 bonus. Exactly. So, so they're getting, uh, instead of a 14-day uh, trial, they're getting a 30 day okay. they're getting the $95 setup charge they're getting the $95 setup charge waived and a $150 visa card so they're winning right from the get go no okay. kidding and then I'm winning right from the get go so my whole thing when it comes to affiliate marketing and when it comes to not even affiliate marketing just overall when it comes just from a, a podcast whatever it is it doesn't even matter if it's podcast but if both of both parties aren't winning neither are winning okay so if you're if you're the only one that's winning and and everyone's just sort of buying the product and they're not really getting any point out of it outside of you just directed them there yeah then yeah they get the pro- they yeah they get the product but i think as thought leaders and authorities we have this amazing ability to negotiate with these companies that have these awesome products that we use and say hey listen i want to be able to provide value real value for my community for the people that value my my talks my information who i am and you'd be surprised how much more you can get by just contacting 
the uh, at Fancy Hands, it was I believe it was the uh, VP of Partnerships or, or or something like that. Uh, her name was Katie, and and so with her, uh, sorry, not fan, not yet. Sorry, sorry, I meant to say Ruby Receptionist, not Fancy Hands. Um, I always get them mixed up, and I don't know why. And but at Ruby, yeah, at Ruby Receptionist, I got on the phone. We we're talking for probably 30, 40 minutes. They even created a custom splash page for me, and they did all this and none of this is on their website. So like if you go on the website and you look for the affiliate link and like just use the one that's there, you're going to get what everyone else gets. But you go to them and say, Hey, listen, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm doing. Can you help me out here? And just let them, <laughs> just let them start talking. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, 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 and don't interrupt. Uh, just let them start talking. And if there's silence, just let them keep talking. <laughs> and they'll just give you the bet. They'll just get it's it's just the, the the typical rule of negotiation. Just be silent and be okay with being silent. And the other person more than likely is not going to be okay with silence and is going to break the silence with trying to get give you more. So so that that's my that's my personal belief is that we always need to be giving value in order to be getting value back. And when it comes to monetization, I think that's the number one way. Like that is the way that is the easiest way in order to monetize. You know, you can sell advertising in your podcast. You can do all these different types of things. But you were doing this from day, from day one, like these kind of custom uh, custom referral deals. Yeah, so like every, uh, at the beginning, every Monday was like app of the week, right? Okay. And oh. so essentially, essentially, essentially every single Monday was app of the week and just talked about something that was a value multiplier for me. Because of course, Fancy Hands, Ruby Receptionist, you know, Harvest, Rescue Time, all of these different companies had amazing, you know, kind of abilities and amazing things that added in my life. And so I, I wrote down a list. I think there was 35, 36. And uh, I, I said, it was funny. I, I said, you're an app hands. junkie. I was like, <laughs> what was that? You're an app junkie. <laughs> the 35 of them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Uh, but I sent it over to Fancy Hands. I was like, hey, listen, can you go and find the either VP of marketing or VP of partnerships and send me and get their contact information and give it to me? And for then all these, for all these I, different companies. Yeah, exactly. And then I went and I emailed, I either emailed them or called them up and basically told them what I was doing and said, hey, listen, I'd love to feature you. And not only do I want to feature you, but when the podcast comes out, I want you to share it. So they share it through their Facebook, their Twitter, and, and they have their own potential customers coming and using the affiliate link, which I find hilarious. But it's the fact that there's extra there's extra um, advertising and somebody's talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, well, And you know, it, it doesn't matter what exposure it is. People love exposure. Yeah, I guess so. So what was the, what was the pitch like when, you know, before you, before you even started or kind of like, I don't have any, I don't have my thousand listeners a day yet. Like, would pe- are people still going to be open to this kind of thing for total newbies? So th- this is the, this is the sort of the thing you got to you know, not worry about. But this is a thing where you sort of have to get the initial launch out, get number one on the uh, iTunes store somewhere, doesn't matter where. And, uh, you know, you don't need to be number one in the United States, you just need to be number one somewhere, which is... <laughs> so you, you can know. get that screenshot? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? That, that's, that's pretty much all pick, that matters. Pick a small country, okay. Find some, find some friends on, uh, on uh, Fiverr or Mechanical Turk or something? You, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> there's lots of ways... There's lots of ways, you know, after after submitting, you know, after having two number ones, it's really ridiculously easy to get number one. 
So the, the amount of oomph that number one brings me is kind of, okay, fair enough. You you know how to work the system. If people still don't understand this, which is fine. It's, it's just like the it's just like the Amazon bookstore, right? Like it's so easy to get number one on the Amazon bookstore if you just play your cards right. Well, let's talk about it. What, what drove you to number one, do you think? What drove me to number one is this, this. This was the deal. So I had at the time, how many? I had, I believe, five or six thousand people on an email list. All right, so I had an email list. Well, that's cheating. <laughs> five or six thousand people. What if you right. got? What if you got zero on your email list? Even if you have zero, I think the, I think you have a bigger network than you probably realize through through you know just years and years of Gmail contacts, Facebook, whatever. Yes. Yep. But five. Totally. You know, that's. Yeah, you know, you can't say, well, I got, here's, I just sent out an email to my 5,000 people. <laughs> well, no shit. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, you know, you, you only got a 40% open rate and you only got a 3% click rate. So, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't have, it doesn't carry that much impact. Um, but, but this is what I did and you can modify this, you know, you can go to LinkedIn and export your contacts. You can go to Gmail, export your contacts, make a big contact list and then individually email them. Do not email them in one big email or face the wrath of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. So, so number one is I contacted all local press and said, hey, this is going to launch. And I actually have one bite and I actually got a half-page article in the Atlantic Business Magazine. Okay. Wow. Then, then I, what was, I the, what, was the, what was the press pitch? The press pitch was, uh, so you had to also realize I'm in a small area. So I'm, I'm in Atlantic, <laughs> so Atlantic Canada, 2 million people. No one else does a podcast here. Uh, so it was like one of the first podcasts in Atlantic Canada. Okay. So that that's the way that I pitch it. You just got to figure out the way to pitch it for you. So you need to figure out why someone would actually write about you. Okay. And, and, and that just really goes in the PR basics and, 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 and that type of thing. You, you can, I, I assure you, you can search a little bit about PR online and, and within, you know, within a few hours, you can figure something out. It's all, it all comes down to relationships. So. And, and honestly, podcasts all do come down to relationships. So then you have this list that you compiled of people and you take out all the people that you don't know, which is probably going to be a lot of them, because you just you, uh, LinkedIn, you just accumulate a bunch of people you don't have any idea who they are. Uh, and then what I also did is I went through Facebook and I picked out all the people and put them in one folder for the people that I knew that would be like advocates and would share it and everything else. So the day before. I sent out an email, a mass email to my email list. So let's say, you know, whatever it is, like, so let's say it's 500 and saying, Hey, we're launching this tomorrow, you know, blah, blah, blah. No call to action at that time. It's just saying, Hey, I'm going to need your support tomorrow. So then if you time it right, your iTunes, go, your iTunes link or your podcast link is out that same day. And then you send it out the next morning. So you send it out to everybody that, you, you you have all these drafted emails. So let's say you have a thousand drafted emails, all these different people. You so you're the, going through you the email from from iTunes yeah. to say, "Congratulations, you're live yep. at the store." Exactly, and then then you start sending these personal emails so that you already have them all pre-written. You've taken the last month. You you know do twenty a day. You have all <laughs> these here pre-written, and you start sending. All right, so you start sending at seven a.m. Okay, then at nine a.m. And, and sorry, and then at 8 a.m., you start going on Facebook and you start going on social media and you're pumping out through there. 
and then you send out the link to all the people on your Facebook list that you had in this special folder. And then at 9 a.m., you send it out to your email list. And then you're number one. <laughs> and that's all it takes. It's as easy as that. Well, that's... There's, there's, you know what? The algorithm Listen, is, is very, very simple, right? It's kind of a, a, a velocity-based algorithm based on downloads and reviews, right? So if you can... It's based on, it's based on, time, it's based on how many downloads at a specific one-hour period. So each one hour for the next six hours, you're going to go higher and higher and higher. Uh, and it, it also it makes sense to do a little bit of research to see. So here's a couple other things. Um, number one, you need to cert research to see in your category who releases when. Because, for example, if, you, if you're in business and you release the same day that Tim Ferriss releases one, like you're screwed. You're not going to get the number one. Okay. Um, and and that's, that's, back in May, that's what I did. I launched the same day that Tim Ferriss did, <laughs> and it totally screwed me up. Uh, I couldn't get pa- I couldn't get number one in Canada. I got number one in business, but um, or sorry, number two in business, number one in the category. But overall, I couldn't get number. One. I couldn't get overall number one. So the second time around, I beat that and I, I got number one. Okay. But the second thing, the second thing is when you're, um, you, you know, when you're promoting this, when you're uploading this, when you're doing all of these different things, you need to think about. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this. So you have all this momentum. You have all these six, you have the six hours that are there and you need to absolutely ensure that everybody that you uh, are, are, are attracting to this page subscribes as well as downloads. And you need to have, in my opinion, at least six, if not 12 podcast episodes that are already up there. And if you don't do that, what the problem is, of course, is that people like to binge download from the get-go, and people like to binge listen. And yeah, the especially, reason at, why, especially at three yes. to five minute episodes. Oh well, that's the whole point. Like the three five episodes, you can literally see it. You can literally see almost every single podcast episode has the exact same number of, of downloads, and you can see people just binge because the the great thing is in iOS eight they autoplay. So like if you put one on, they'll just autoplay backwards. Okay, okay. Right? So so someone's at the gym, someone's out for a jog, they might go through 10 because 30 minutes is 10 of these. Yeah, and just keep So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know what? It's from a, from a side hustle perspective, it, it's not the fact that I've made a huge amount of money on this because I never went into it wanting a huge amount of money. I went into it for thought leadership and I went into it from an authority perspective and it's given me that. Um on the other podcast, the Limitless Business Podcast, it's given me the ability to talk with brilliant people such as yourself and people that I, I there would be no point to talk to. I mean, like it, it opens up a world if if you're just you know I don't know let's say you're a graphic designer and you have no absolutely point to talk to I don't know Chris Brogan or you know Gary Vanderchuck or whatever it would be. You can in, within six months you can be talking to Gary Vanderchuk on a one-on-one interview, no big deal, no problem. And I guarantee you, if you're just a graphic designer, good luck, right? It's just not going to happen. Right. And 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 it's not about just the fact of the star factor. It's the fact that you have the ability to ask the questions that you want to to the people that you want if you're going to do you know an interview podcast or. It's just the ability that you have somebody that's actually going to listen to 
you rant on about your bullshit or your opinion or whatever it may be and actually give some feedback or actually listen or actually share it. And at some point, six months down the road, 12 months down the road, I mean, and Nick, how long have you been doing this podcast? Uh, about a year and a half at this point. Holy shit, man. That's a long time. Yeah, this um, is be episode 80 something. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, I don't know if I've done anything for a year and a half solid, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but once that happens, it's just sort of, it's just like when it comes to blogging, they say that two and a half years of a uh, couple blogs a week, uh, I think it's things like eight or 90 blogs. They say that's when the point where the hockey stick happens. So you go along, you go along and then just bam, <coughs> excuse me. And I believe that podcasting is very much the same. You go along, same growth, same growth, same growth, same growth, and then you hit that pivotal point in which it just explodes because you have everything behind you. You have the support behind you. You have the foundation. You have all the podcast episodes. You have all the ability to be there, and then it sort of just happens. So in the, in the first, in my opinion, in the first couple of years even, you just kind of got to plug it away. You just kind of got to put it in your calendar as, as, as being the thing that you have to do, even if you don't you know, you know. I know both of us uh, absolutely love podcasting because I don't know. I, I just love. <laughs> well, how are you coming I up love, with that? I, lo- I, lo- I love. I love. I love listening to my voice. So, uh, <laughs> just being completely honest here. But yeah, it's. Um, I, I I love it. Well, a couple a couple points to to make. Like the daily format lends you lends well to. Uh, doing well in iTunes, right? If, if an algorithm is at least partially based on the raw number of downloads, if you have a five minute, if you have five five minute episodes, it's going to do make it easier to rank than a you know one twenty five minute episode. Um, you know what? It's going to make it easier for everything. To be honest with you, it's easier for editing. It's easier for sharing. A five minute episode has a lot more shareability. That's a not a really a word, but it has more shareability than a 30-minute episode because a 30-minute... I mean, think about it, Nick. In the last 30, 35 minutes, we've talked about probably seven different things. And if one person wants to get a piece out of it, they have to listen to the entire thing. So what you're saying is I should separate this into <laughs> 10 different episodes. You know what? I've been thinking... You know, the, Our Limitless Business Podcast is 30 to 50-minute episodes, and I've been actually thinking about that because... I think bite-sized pieces is what micro-content is where the world is going because yeah. we don't have the ability to sit down and actually listen to a 30 or 40 or 50 or 60. I mean, Tim Ferriss's podcast, I mean, they're amazing, but holy shit, man. Like, it's like going to a university lecture uh, because it's just so damn long. Yeah, I, hope, and, I, haven't, I haven't heard any of them. They, they run pretty long, though. Oh, I was listening to one the other day, I think almost three hours. Oh, gosh. And... Oh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one of these situations where you literally have to listen to it six or seven or eight different times. Uh, and, and somebody like me that uh, has a whole lot of ADD tendencies, after seven minutes, somebody doesn't have my attention. And I, I think the world is going to that micro format of content. And I don't think it's smart just to fight it. I think it's smart to embrace that micro content and figure out how you make that micro content unique. Yeah, well, you saw, you probably saw Billy Murphy with, um, I forget even, the Forever Jobless podcast, um, did something yeah. similar. So he'll record, he'll record an episode or record an interview like this and then chunk it out and have a week's worth of episodes. And so he did really well with his launch. And 
Yeah, and you know what? It it, it works extremely, extremely well. Um, let me just... I've changed up the way that the executive minute goes, and actually I'm going to ask you to, to probably do this with me, but um, we're doing now... Every single week, I co-host with somebody different. So it's okay. three or five minutes. And basically what I do, I just book an hour with typically just a friend of mine. And every single week, it's a new person. But we just talk about a new topic for five minutes. And then so it's like I push the Skype button. I record for five minutes. I push the Skype button. I export. I push the Skype button, call them again. And I basically do this seven times for the entire week. Oh, and okay. That's, that's going to be that's smarter than... You know, just letting it roll because I was like, "Man, that sounds like an editing nightmare." But but doing it that way, a yes, ex- exactly. So, uh, and since I've done that, I've done the two weeks in a row, and our stats are up sixty percent. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I think people I think people like the format of multiple people instead of just one person because, of course, our brains like multiple multiple voices. But overall, I think micro content is the future of the web, future of society. Scott, thank you so much for for joining me on the show and, and kind of sharing all this stuff. Everything from the you know the referral sponsorships, the you know the, the monetization stuff, the getting to the top of iTunes, the different you know content strategies. This was really really eye opening. I think people are going to get uh, a lot out of it. Um, everyone, you got to check out Scott at scottoldford.com. Is that where they can find the the podcast feed for the for the Executive Minute? Uh, yeah, so you can uh, go to scottolfer.com, um, and for the Limitless Business Podcast, it's thelimitlesspodcast.com, and, uh, or, you know, Google's your friend, my friends. Uh, we'll, link, we'll link you to all this stuff. <laughs> you can just search over there. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, and uh, more than happy to, to help. Uh, and, and Nick, I also am going to give you a, a PDF uh, for the show notes. Uh, which uh, I, I just kind of created. Uh, it's a, a little ten pager on the thirty-five ways uh, to um, basically have a kick a kick-ass podcast. Oh, perfect! Uh, and uh, and I think there's a lot of value there, and it's basically everything I learned from launching two podcasts and uh, and and sort of seeing what worked and what didn't work. Awesome! Thank you so much for that. That'll be great. Awesome. Well, Nick, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, as always, chatting with you, and uh, um, you should also be receiving a book in the mail too soon. Oh, I, I'll, keep, uh, I'll keep my eyes out. For yeah, you should, you, yeah, you, you should keep your eyes out for that. But uh, thanks so much again for for having me on. Uh, absolute pleasure talking about. Hopefully, hopefully, you know somebody got some value out of this, and and somebody uh, decides to, to start a podcast because it's definitely the time. It's definitely the place. And uh, I know that if you're listening to this, you probably have some uh, incredible value to be able to offer the world. Absolutely. Now we got to wrap things up. Now I got to put you on the spot for your your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Doesn't have to be related to podcasting. Number one tip. Hmm, that is definitely putting me on the spot. Um, don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of failure. I think that people uh, have this huge fear of failure. And it's not really logical because we enter life with nothing and we leave life with nothing. And everything in between is a gain. So don't be afraid to do things that you're not comfortable with just because you may fail. I like it. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks again, Scott. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Now, as is uh, per the usual, all my notes and highlights along with Scott's uh, top tips for launching a, uh, a new podcast uh, from this episode are available in a free downloadable downloadable PDF 
at sidehustlenation.com slash 85 or through the episode description of your podcast player app. Now, did this episode make you want to start a podcast? I think ever since talking to Scott, I've been kicking around an idea for uh, for a new show. So who knows? Maybe that will make a debut in, uh, in 2015. Uh, but until then, until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll see you next week in episode 86, where we're going to take a deep dive into uh, what I think is probably the most overlooked social network for side hustlers. It's, uh, it's a really eye-opening one. You're not going to want to miss it. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.